What's going on, guys? Welcome in. It's January 7th, 2021. This is Guys Being Dudes. Got a uh, wild card weekend episode here for you. Got six games, good matchups. We're going to get into them. Three games Saturday, three games Sunday. Let's get into it. So starting off on Saturday, we got three games, uh, one from the AFC, two from the NFC. We're going to headline you with Indiana and Buffalo. So that's a quarterback matchup of Josh Allen and Philip Rivers, the ancient Philip Rivers, uh, probably limping to the stadium with his 12, 13 kids. Uh, him and his wife get very, very busy at home as he's already previously established. Is he a Mormon? Great question. I don't know, but at this point, it'd be fair to assume that. I mean, 13 kids, dude, like I would have pulled out after like six. Even if you're an NFL player, that's a lot, man. I mean, you are asking a lot. Dude, most NFL players came and, like, take care of, like, one or two kids, let alone fucking 13 kids. I mean, because of the time, of course, like, not because of anything, but anything in particular. Uh, It's just, like, it's a really busy schedule. So, like, I just don't understand how you could take care of 13 kids, go to practice, go to the games, look at the film room stuff and then just come home and be like, all right, like I'm going to have a personal conversation with every single one of you. Like, how do you even like talk to them about their like personal life? He's got to be forgetting some name, (laughs) but we're totally getting him on the podcast to ask him what he was thinking. I definitely in the future want to ask Philip Rivers what the fuck was going through his head, honestly. But now we're going to talk about how he's going to play on Saturday, which I think is probably not going to be very great. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, we got off track so fast. anyways if you guys haven't noticed yeah we did get off track really really quick josh yeah. allen these last six weeks not just at not just josh allen the entire buffalo bills and the bills mafia have been just igniting the nfl on fire they're six and oh josh allen is playing like well i mean he would be the mvp but there's someone in green bay that's just playing unreal this season that's going to win it in my opinion and if he doesn't win it Roger Goodell is going to have a lot of angry fans to deal with but back to Josh Allen he's got 37 touchdowns 10 interceptions on the year he's ranked fourth overall in pass rating at 107.2 I think he's the guaranteed runner up Stefan Diggs in his first year wide receiver there at Buffalo has blown away my expectations you know, normally a lot of times you're going to see it takes a while for that wide receiver quarterback uh, chemistry to really develop. And with Allen and Diggs, it kind of just seemed to sprout like a flower in the spring, like just immediately. They no no adjustment from him, his time in Minnesota to his time in Buffalo. I think he's gotten better, honestly. Oh, definitely. Uh, offensive coordinator over there, Brian Dabble potential head coach in the NFL. I know he was on the Lions uh, interview list. So there's a really a lot going on there in Buffalo to like, especially when yeah. you have Josh. I mean, like playoff football is so much about quarterback. So when you have a quarterback like Josh Allen who can throw the ball all over the field, he makes every throw. He's really, really improved his accuracy. It really, I mean, it makes things a lot easier for you. It's, it's, like, it's like quarterbacks are like salt. I think I'm, I don't know. I think I might have said that before. Salt fixes a lot of things in the culinary world. Well, quarterbacks fix a lot of issues in the football world. 
So how the fuck did Matthew Stafford not help the Lions, bro? That's the question I want to know, bro. Uh, I'm sorry. That's the question I want answers for. (laughs) All right. So I have a couple points about this. All right. So, I mean, looking at it right now, I mean, you have Stephon Diggs, 1,500 yards and eight touchdowns. That helps a lot. I mean, he – I – a lot of people didn't have a lot of high expectations for him. They thought that he was just going to fit in well and have, like, average stats. But, I mean, he he has been a really good option for Josh Allen, who's got 37 freaking touchdowns. Like, you're second in the league in scoring. But um, the scary thing right now is that Stephon Diggs was um, listed as questionable, and so was Cole Beasley, which are, I believe – Josh Allen's two top options on the offense. So, I mean, it's going to be kind of tricky to not have Stephon Diggs or Cole Beasley in that game. Um, well, it, I mean, it is the playoffs. They're going to, I, I would strongly lean towards them playing mm-hmm. because, you know, I mean, playoffs, you really kind of, you're, you're going to do it anyways. I mean, taking a look at the uh, injury report here, it says, uh, their practice status is currently on a DNP. Do not play for those of you out there who, for some reason, I mean, you. If you don't know what DNP means and you're listening to a sports podcast, just just don't listen to it. Um, yeah, just turn <laughs> us off right now. Just turn honestly. it off. So he's DN uh, Beasley's DNP with a knee and uh, Diggs DNP with an oblique. They're both tough guys. Been in the league for a while. I fully expect both of them to play. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to watch Josh Allen play in a playoff game like this. Um, we watched him play last year. He uh, definitely leveled up from last year. I mean, I'd say that he's an MVP candidate right now. Um, probably, like, top one. Like, next to, like, uh, uh, you could probably say Lamar, who's been unstoppable in the red zone. I mean, no turnovers at all. Uh, I mean, who else would you probably put on that list? Rodgers. I think, I think Rodgers is going to win it, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I do. Dude, they got the buy this week and I, or this year, and I didn't expect them to get the buy at all. Like, I didn't expect the Green Bay Packers to like do this well because their defense was always questionable going into the season and last season. It was really horrible. Like, it was really bad. And then you got this year that we just all went into the season thinking that the Green Bay Packers were not going to have a consistent defense, and now they have a first week buy and they have a playoff contending team and defense. Right, and we're gonna get to the and we're we're, we're gonna get to the Packers a little later. But on the other side of the ball with uh, <laughs> with the uh, Buffalo and Indy matchup, Indy's defense is an absolute tear. I mean, they mm-hmm. got a they got a mean defense over there. They got DeForest Buckner on the line, Darius Leonard, kind of the captain of that defense, middle linebacker. Those of you who don't know, the middle linebacker is basically the quarterback of the defense. That the ones that are out there calling the shots, calling the plays keeping everyone in check, making sure everyone's doing their job, holding everyone accountable. And the Indy running game is really, really something that's blossomed late into the season. And it's something that you're going to want to see blossom in your team later in the season as it gets colder outside. I know we are in you know such a passing league now, but it does get harder to throw the ball uh, as it gets colder outside. So when you have a, such a good rushing team like Indy, they're ranked 11th overall, averaging 125 yards a game. Jonathan Taylor started out strong, then kind of in that midseason, he struggled a little bit with some injuries, tripped up a little bit, wasn't playing so great, got passed up by, I believe it was Tony Pollard, 
was his name, the backup there in Indy. He has really, really turned his season around now. Taylor's got 11 rushing touchdowns on the season. He's averaging five yards a carry in the end. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's As a college rookie. numbers. That's that, mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's college numbers. You don't see guys that many people averaging five yards a carry in the league. 11 touchdowns, dude. That's that's really good. I mean, like, that helps out Indy a lot on their offense because they've always been, like, more offensive uh, or more passing towards their offense. Uh, you had T.Y. Hill and you have, like, Pascal and, like, many weapons on that team. So adding Jonathan Taylor and having a rookie perform this well throughout the season is really, really good. And I know I was talking down about Phil Rivers, but he actually is having a pretty good year for – I mean, judging the circumstances for how old he is and how, I mean, rubber band like, or I'm sorry, wet noodle like his arm is. I mean, seriously, like when this guy throws the ball, it just doesn't look like it's got like juice on it. It just does yeah. not look like a fastball to me. It looks completion rate is sixty eight percent. I mean, he's but he, you're he's right. Completing exactly. those. He's completing passes, so it's like as mm-hmm. much as I want to hate on him. He is getting the job done, and they got a hell of an offensive line there. So by no means am I saying this game's going to be a blowout. All I'm saying is, like I said earlier, quarterbacks are salt. Salt is important. So generally, I'm going to go with the better quarterback. I think Josh Allen's the much better quarterback in this situation. So I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. I'd have to go with the Bills also. I mean, you just have a dominant offense that's been producing all year. I mean, I can't really bet against Josh Allen. I'm it's great that Philip Rivers had a wonderful year. It's good that the Colts made the playoffs. I mean, they well-deserved it because they're hard effort and work. But at the end of the day, the Bills look like a better team. All right. I think that was said and done. I think we move on. Second matchup, probably the best matchup on Saturday, I think. Rams-Seahawks. What Do you think that's the best matchup on Saturday? Rams-Seahawks? Yeah. Mm. Between So we get it's either Rams-Seahawks, uh, Bills, and uh, – Colts like we just talked about or Bucks and Washington yeah uh, it's going to be the most neck-to-neck game I could say Uh, because you have the other teams or yeah you have the other games that are going to just like you kind of know who's going to win you're kind of like already leaning towards like a team when it comes to the Rams and the Seahawks like I thought the Rams were not going to have a good season this year also I thought that they were they stumbled in the beginning of the year but then they ended up recuperating and getting back into, you know, the playoff contention. Uh, I just believe that golf still isn't there, um, you know, playoff pressure wise. I think that Russell Wilson has more uh, courage and has more like, like enthusiasm when it comes to running an offense. So I could see that the Seahawks would probably beat the Rams in this one. See, I think this is going to be a – this one's a hard one to call, honestly, for me. Uh, I'm high on Russell Wilson. He started out the year really great, looking like an MVP front runner. That lasted for about four weeks, and it slowly dwindled away. Uh, not that he's not a good quarterback. He's still amazing, of course. Seahawks are a great team. But there's something that's pretty concerning to me about Russell Wilson, and it's the fact that he's tied for third in the NFL – uh, in interceptions this year with 13 and the Rams have uh, the most takeaways in the league at 
22. 22 takeaways in, in 16 games. That's yeah. extremely valuable. I mean, if you can guarantee yourself to take the ball away one time a game, that's already a huge, huge advantage. And they're doing that statistically more because you only play 16 games and they've taken the ball away 22 times. So do the math. They're taking the ball away more than one time a game. Yeah, but I understand that. And going into this, it's like it's a really tough call. But at the end of the day, I trust Pete Carroll's uh, coach gameplay or game plan more than Sean McVay's. Um, Sean McVay is still a little bit young. He has experience in the playoffs. I understand that. I mean, they even went to the Super Bowl. I mean, lost. But uh, Pete Carroll just been doing this longer. I mean, I could just see him coming up with a game plan where he's not giving away so many uh, takeaways to the Rams. But that is a good point. The Rams have been really consistent with their defense lately. And that's probably, you know, starting with Aaron Donald and Jalen Ramsey, man, like adding those or extending Aaron Donald's contract and getting Jalen Ramsey helped you in the rush and the pass defense. And I mean, we're kind of seeing it right now. I mean, I wasn't really thinking about it in the beginning of the year. Like I said, I didn't know that they were going to do this well but they really bounce back and they look like a strong team going into this matchup. Yeah, I, I agree. And I do like what you said about golf. I agree. I, I'm just not sold on him yet. I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's got talent, but he doesn't have that it factor that a playoff, a six, a, you know, consistently successful playoff quarterback needs. If you look back at, you know, when they made that super run a few years ago, their running game was on fire. Their offensive line was much better. So it's shown that, like, I mean, again, I'm not saying Jared Goff's a bad quarterback, but it, I think we've been shown that if Jared Goff is going to make it far into the playoffs, he's going to need a lot of help, at least right now. And I don't think this team is, is good enough for them to be able to make that run. Uh, they have the 22nd overall ranked offense in the league out of 32. So they're pretty average there. They only have 20 passing touchdowns on the year. But with that being said, the Seahawks do have a horrendous pass defense. They've given up, I think like, but don't quote me on it. I believe it's about like 4,800 yards. I mean, there are 20, their points against is 23.2. That's 18th in the league. So, I mean, you're below the halfway mark uh, where it comes to teams, you know, uh, when it comes to just defense in general. So that was your Seahawks, right? The Seahawks. Yeah. That was the 18th. Seahawks. Yeah. The Seahawks are 18th. My apologies. I didn't specify, but uh, you need a good defensive team. I mean, defense wins championships at the end of the day. We all know that. So like you need a good defense to be consistent. And but, but I mean, it's it going to be a struggle. NFL, does defense still win championships? You think, by the way, before, before someone calls all these uh, stats are from pro football reference. Before so oh, I'm doing ESPN. All right, he's doing ESPN. I'm doing Pro Football Reference. You hit her here. Yeah. No, <laughs> right, no, nah, nah, nothing much. It's just I think that defense wins championships. Still today's age. I mean, the Chiefs. They their defense stepped up in the playoffs last year. I mean, that's the reason why they had such a good run. 
to the Super Bowl and they were able to succeed in the Super Bowl is because their defense stepped stepped up. So like you had Tyron Matthew that was added and a couple others. So uh, it, you don't need to have like a spectacular defense like the Chicago Bears or 49ers last year, but you need at least a defense to to make key stops. Uh, and really have the offense basically marching down the field every single play, Aaron Rodgers style. Like, it does matter in today's age to answer your question. Yeah, I agree. It, you know, it totally does matter. I just don't think it's as emphasized as it used to be. And I don't think it's as, I honestly just don't think it, defense is as important as it used to be. I mean, it's still super important, but the game is so offensively geared that it it's just so much harder to play defense now. So, there, but with that being said, it's when you can find players that can play it right, it makes it even more valuable to have. So they've added like key players like to that to that defense. I mean, starting with Earl Thomas, bro. Like, wasn't Earl Thomas? Not Earl. Yeah, Earl Thomas, right? Who who came from the Jets? Jamal Adams. Yeah. Jamal Adams. Okay. Earl Thomas was their old. Yeah. Okay. My bad. He was. You're thinking uh, that was the. He uh, was. Safety. Yeah, 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 yeah. He, he, same team. But, um, I mean, Jamal Jamal's was supposed to come in and make a huge impact. Like, I'm talking about, like, a huge impact. Like, flip that defense completely around. Like, that's the way that it was basically portrayed. I mean, he was also getting paid like he was supposed to do that. But um, I didn't see really him. I mean, I looked at a stat line. I'm not completely sure what the numbers were, but uh, they weren't they were just average numbers at the end of the day. So, I mean, you invested in your defense, but like, it's just like, does it come down to the coaching when it comes to the defense for the Seahawks? Or is it just like uh, the players, just like the players that they're picking up? See, I, I think their issue on defense is they just, they, I, I love Jamal Adams. I don't think their secondary is all that bad, honestly. Jamal Adams, Quandre Diggs, former Lion, Shaquille Griffin. I think their issue is up front. I mean, uh, when you're when you're talking about a defense, you're going to need you need two. You need a complete defense. You need a defense that's going to be able to pressure the quarterback, and you're going to need corners. They're going to be able to guard corners. You know, a secondary that's going to be able to guard the receivers. They don't have. I mean, you want to hear their defensive starters right now? L.J. Collier, Jerron Reed. Puna Ford. Have you ever heard of those guys, Danny? No. No, not at all. Exactly. Me neither. I mean, one of them was a first-rounder last uh, last year, Collier, 29th overall. But, I mean, we're gonna, you need ta- talent development. They're going to need to trade up eventually and grab a top-tier defensive lineman out of the college level. Uh, I don't know who, but one of these years, I mean, that defensive line is overdue for a rebuild. And if they Mm want to, I mean, Russell Wilson's not getting any younger. So I think in this game to wrap this up, I I think that the winner is going to go to whoever uh, turns the ball over uh, the least amount of times. Mm -hmm. Honestly, I think it's going to be the Rams because they're number one in takeaways. Russell is tied for third in interceptions. He likes to gamble. If it pays off, Seahawks are going to win. If it doesn't pay off, Rams are going to win. That's that's what Uh, I think is going to happen. 
My prediction, I did say that defense wins championships and the Los Angeles Rams have a better defense in this matchup, but I just don't believe that um, Jared Goff can really succeed in this game or is going to be able to be dominant. So I think I'm going to take Seattle on this one. That's fair. I did kind of just like double back on my whole quarterback and salt theory there uh, because I just picked the worst quarterback in this matchup because Wilson's (laughs) definitely better than Goff, but... No, I'm taking Rams. We're just looking at overall team at the end of the day, just how they're going to perform. And I just think that, you know, Pete Carroll is going to just be able to cook up a good game plan that's going to be able to reduce the amount of takeaways or turnovers that the Seattle Seahawks are going to probably complete or do. Right. So on to our third and final game on the Saturday slot. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers against the Washington football team. <laughs> Washington football team? Yeah. Dude, they're seven and nine, bro. Dude. Like NFC East champions. Just... Seven and nine. Dude, that conference is completely a joke. Like we really need to redo the conferences in the NFL because that that's not cool. Like the Eagles, the Giants, the New York, yeah, the Giants, the shit, who else? There? <laughs> I don't like even know, being, bro. I don't like, even know. Hold on, hold on. It's like in a beauty pageant, like being like not the prettiest girl, but not the ugliest girl. And then they're like, give her the win. She give, She wins. That's what the Washington football team is. No, it's like a participation trophy at the end of the day, I think. Yeah, like, every. <laughs> It's just a, it's just an award for fucking competing in the worst conference in the league, being the worst, one of the worst teams. So I mean, obviously, we already know the answer to this. Tom Brady's gonna freaking walk all over the Redskins, or not the Redskins, the Washington Football Team. Right, and let's not spend too much time on it, but let's acknowledge that Washington, in my opinion, does have a bright future. Their defensive line full of absolute animals chase young josh or is it jonathan allen no it's jonathan allen yeah it's jonathan uh, allen i'm almost positive it's jonathan allen so you're saying that they're gonna be good in the future but yes the way i'm looking at it right now uh the future is the playoffs in my perspective i don't think that far ahead and i think the washington football team is gonna get ran through by Tom Brady and friends. All right, just let me have my moment, though, okay? No, I don't want to talk about the Washington football team. You can't even come up with a real name for your freaking football team. Like, it was racist for years. It was (laughs) the Washington Warriors. They got Scary Terry. Terry McLaurin. Gus Edwards. Yeah, best player on Let's take a second, though. Alex Smith, comeback player of the year. That's saying a lot. Guy almost had his leg explode. They made his leg leg brace surgical thing. I'm not a doctor, you can tell. Uh, uh-huh. Into a, like, football trophy. Thing. I don't know. I really like Alex Smith. He almost had his leg blow up. No one's, They said he'd never be able to walk again. He's freaking playing NFL football, and he's playing good. Uh, with that being said, no, he's not going to win. Hell no. <laughs> no. He's playing great. Uh, so good for him. Good for those guys. Sue's going to stomp on his leg, bro. It's exactly. no joke. You guys it's had a be good scary. run. We'll see you next year. Get a quarterback, and we'll take you seriously. Yeah, definitely. So I can get behind Brady, that. Brady, Godwin, 
the boys, Bruce Arians, Brady's look great in that first year system. They're going to run through them. I mean, they got the best, yep. uh, they got the best rush defense in the NFL. It, it's not going to, it's not going to be pretty in my opinion. So that's it for your Saturday matchups on to, uh, on to Sunday. We got two AFC, two AFC games, one NFC. We're going to start by uh, Chicago, New Orleans. Uh, the Saints are just going to beat the absolute dog shit out of the Bears, in my opinion. I really don't want to yeah. spend too much time on them. Like, I mean, like back to the whole quarterback and salt thing. I mean, you got Drew Brees and Mitch Trubisky. Yeah, I mean, you have Mitch Trubisky going up Kinda against the Saints defense. Mitch, though. Like, he's given us a bad rep. He's giving you a bad rep. My name's Daniel. So, oh, yeah, I mean, your name you is can, Daniel. Yeah, so it sucks to be you, but the Chicago Bears. <laughs> I wonder how many Mitches are going to be listening to this podcast. Like I don't. I don't. I don't mean to offend you, uh, the Mitch gang or Mitch Army, but uh, he's he's not going to do good this game. I mean, you're going to have uh, Saints defense who are probably NFC championship contending team going up against Mitchell Trubisky, who is not ready for this game. He's not ready to be a dominant quarterback, and I don't think that them making the playoffs was because of him. I think it was because of the key weapons that they had on defense, again. But, I mean, even looking at that, their defense didn't perform as well as last year. So I'm not going to see the same defense that that I did last year in this game. That's what I believe. So the Saints are definitely going to run up the score against the Chicago Bears. And going back to what you said about them having nice pieces and nice weapons, I think the Bears are a good team. You put a good – like, dude, Stafford to the Bears, top NFC yeah. team. Boom, right there, uh, guaranteed. And you get to beat Detroit twice a year, every exactly. year. He would love it. I would love to see Stafford in a Bears uniform. Love it. But, but that's not – That's yeah, that's not a bad idea. Like, that's not, not a bad all. move for the Chicago Bears. But could they afford them at the end of the day is what I'm trying to, like, figure out. But, I mean, it's a good idea. Uh, I don't want to dig into the salary yeah, or anything. But, there, but, yeah, but so. they do need a new quarterback in order to contend for the Super Bowl right, in so. order to make be successful in the playoffs. So, yeah, basically same thing with Washington. You guys got a talented roster, possibly bright future. Get a quarterback, and then we'll take you seriously. <laughs> uh, Cleveland Pittsburgh. <laughs> so, dude, big year for the Browns, huh? They're freaking yeah. in the playoffs. I think – Yeah, I don't even know first how. First time since, what, 2002? I was, too, I was probably, like, still shitting my pants. Dude, they're 11-5, and five, man. When was the day that we we're going to see that the Cleveland Browns were going to be 11-5 and five? competing against the Pittsburgh Steelers in a playoff game. I didn't really think of it three years ago. Um, They really stepped up. They were able to execute a lot um, in the fourth quarter throughout the season. They were able to use their weapons on offense. Even with Odell going down, one of the best wide receivers in the game, uh, they were able to find new players to – I mean, other players stepped up, and they were able to execute very well. Hell of a run game, too. Hell of a oh, yeah, game. definitely. Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, dude. Like, they Offensive put up massive line. numbers this year. I love Kevin Stefanski there in his first year. I think the team's only going to get better. Honestly, like, I hate to be one of those guys that constantly hates on Baker, but I really do think that he's the weakest link on their offense. I think in that AFC North, you're going to need a bigger, stronger quarterback, someone like Joe Burrow, a little taller, a little speed. Well, I mean, Baker's 
Baker's pretty strong, but you, you know who would go perfect for the Cleveland Browns as quarterback? Who? Matthew Stafford. I was just, <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that, dude. Just about to say that. Stafford to the Browns right now. Shit, Stafford everywhere. You would you would need like unit Stafford back when he was like husky, when he was like a rookie, his first like two, three years in the league. Now he's like lean and like trim and stuff because he plays inside. He'd need to beef up if he was uh, going to play in Cleveland. But, I mean, this is I think this is going to be a good game. So, Browns did just beat the Steelers last week of the season. Steelers were sitting a couple players. I'm not taking it too seriously. Browns needed to get into the playoffs. Steelers started 11-0, and went on a streak of losses there, and really kind of stunted their growth, and it really changed not only my opinion on them, but a lot of other people's opinion of – uh, you know, maybe let's take another look at this. Is this really an elite team in the league or not? And I think they're doing the best they can to keep Ben together there. I mean, they've got, they're just one of those franchises that have always had an offensive line. They've always had a defensive line. They've always had linebackers. They're incredibly good at drafting wide receivers for some reason. They've, I mean, their run game has struggled, but I still think they have talented running backs with James Conner and Benny Snell. Coach Mike Tomlin, I mean, they're a super, super experienced team that has won Super Bowls before. I mean, really an experienced franchise with an incredible history. And I just think, like I said, I like the Browns. I don't think it's their year. Uh, I mean, they almost missed the playoffs. I mean, they did make it, but almost missed. And, you know, it's Baker's first go in the playoffs. I understand Big Ben is kind of being held together by, like, Elmer's glue and string at this point, and he's really old, not very mobile. It's just time for a, a new quarterback. And hey, Matthew Stafford to the Steelers, not Mason Rudolph either. Matthew no Stafford Mason Ru- to the Steelers. <laughs> Matthew Stafford to the Steelers. That would be absolutely insane. The Matthew Steelers Stafford would be to any talented roster who doesn't have a quarterback. I'm here for it. Pittsburgh Steelers would be a really good option for him. I mean, you would be working with. I think is one of the best coaches in the league, Mike Tomlin. Um, the, I'm going to say that the Pittsburgh Steelers' success this season is solely because Mike Tomlin's coaching has been nothing but fantastic this year. Um, besides, you know, the past five games or six games or, or the last six games of the season where they were kind of tripped up. I blame Juju's dancing on the logo for that. I don't blame Mike Tomlin at all for those losses. I blame Juju for that shit, dude. How are you going to dance on the opponent's logo and expect them not to, like, headhunt you throughout the entire game, dude? They're going to Antonio – like, what was that one guy? uh, Montez Burfick? Yeah, I can never say his name. But it's going to be – Oh, yeah. It's going to be those kind of hits on you, dude, if you're going to freaking do that stupid disrespectful shit, bro. Like, nobody really – not a lot of players in the league, like, you know, find that funny at it's all. It's a TikTok, dude. Yeah, I mean, that's bro, all you're in the say. professional football league. Who are you trying to impress on it's TikTok, It's a TikTok, dog? bro. <laughs> Juju, you make like $10 million a year. <laughs> right. You right. cheddar, man. Make it. T- I do you think I can make TikToks at work and my boss would be all right with it? No, 
<laughs> exactly. Mike Tomlin probably freaking tore into him. I'd love to hear that conversation, bro. Oh, Mike Tomlin was probably it. like, yeah, yeah, it was probably horrible. Yeah. I mean, I I think the Pittsburgh running game is going to be, or not the Pittsburgh running game, excuse me, the Cleveland running game is going to be tested by the Pittsburgh defense, best defense in the league, honestly, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What the boys up there? I mean, even on an injured year, I mean, they're uh, line, middle linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan, go blue, one of the only bright spots of Michigan in the past ten year, five years. Uh, they've had a ton of injuries this year, and doesn't matter. They're still performing. Minka Fitzpatrick, Joe Hayden, they're all performing there on the defensive end. And I really don't I, – I just think it's going to overwhelm the Browns. I don't think they're going to have it in them. I think they're going to be shocked by the speed and the ferocious and the ferocity that the defense plays with. And I think Baker's going to struggle. I think this year was a year that we looked at the Cleveland Browns and we're like, okay, so they can do it. They can right. make the playoffs. They can go above – 10 and six or above 500 they they're able to do it they're able to compete in this league but now it gets to a point where we're talking playoffs and we're talking this year uh i'm gonna have to take the Steelers on this one i think mike tomlin's gonna completely outcoach the cleveland browns the entire cleveland brown like like coaching staff like they're not going to be able to see what the Steelers are basically what their game plan is going to be. I mean, their defense is going to be really, really well and really, really good in this game. And I just don't think the Cleveland Browns offense is going to be able to do anything unless it's Nick Chubb. It, Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah, I do think the Browns are going to struggle this one. And I, I agree with what you said. We know you guys aren't losers anymore. Well, <laughs> all right, you guys, aren't, you guys aren't irrelevant anymore. You can play. We've seen you can make the playoffs. Show it to us again. Baker, come out next year. Throw less picks. Be more confident. Have more pocket presence. Grow a couple inches. Mm-hmm. They're 24th in passing yards, by the way. Yeah. So, and Pittsburgh is only allowing 111 yards on the ground. So, yeah. So you have a really it's dominant the, defense. Yeah. Where are you going to, you're not really going to get your points anywhere. With that kind of offense. right, because it's it's basically like just leaning towards the Steelers, like in the Steelers' favor. Everything I mean, is leaning. You don't have a good Steelers. passing. Yeah, you don't have a good passing game, and then your rush rushing game is going to be stopped by one of the best defenses in the league. So, yeah, like I said, I'm gonna have to take the Steelers on this one. Yeah, I agree. All right. Now, in my, I think both of our opinions, the best matchup of the weekend: Baltimore, Tennessee. Yes, sir. Baltimore is going to get their bike back. Where yeah. You going, son? I'm going to get my bike back. <laughs> They're going to get the bike back. So these are two teams with elite offenses, in my opinion. Elite offenses. I mean, in, over there in Tennessee, you got Ryan Tannehill, who just completely recreated his career upon arriving in Nashville there. Uh, you got Derrick Henry, who regularly throws grown men across the field like they are ragdolls. Uh, you got an extremely dominant offensive line that loves to run block, loves to pass Brock. You got a wide receiver with the shoulders as broad as a linebacker in A.J. Brown with great speed, great physicality. They're all smart players. You got someone off of the Belichick tree coaching the team in Mike Vrabel, who is great with the players. The players love him. He's a great coach. And then on the other side, you got someone like John Harbaugh, who 
came into the league as a special teams coach. Now he's a head coach, obviously. Uh, the better Harbaugh coach, uh, should we mention? Fuck you, Jim Harbaugh. Um, I didn't say that. It wasn't me. We got a mad Michigan fan in here. No. We got a really pissed off one. He's really angry ah, because State beat him this year, bro. We're just extending him through 2026. That, no big deal. That's when you know that you need to, like, make – make adjustments is when state beats you with a brand new coach. But yeah, keep going about this, this matchup. This is going to be a good matchup, honestly. Right. So I do think we saw Baltimore struggle uh, in the beginning of the year and sort of the middle of the year in the passing game. They still are a little bit. I do think Lamar has a couple strides to make still in that passing game if he really wants to get up to that elite tier but with that being said that it did start trending in the right direction about three quarters of the way through the season there uh coincidentally about right when i dropped marquise brown off of my fantasy roster he started producing again so lamar jackson has about 2700 passing yards which we're looking at josh allen who's got 4500 which i mean like i would put lamar jackson and in, in the mvp voting um up he's there, in there. He, he's with, in there yeah he's in there he's in there and he didn't have as much passing yards like you said but i mean he leads the league in rushing yards and he's the quarterback and exactly at, what you said before how quarter yeah quarterbacks are like salt like Lamar Jackson is one of those instances where he runs the offense completely, whether it comes to if whether it comes down to the passing game or rushing game, but it's going to come down to his passing game at the end of the day, when it comes to this game right here, um, he's going to have to complete, he's going to have to complete his red zone targets. I think it's very simple. Like you said, Lamar, Lamar hits his targets. He is, you know, Lamar hits his targets. <laughs> no turnovers. Well. They, they no turnovers win. in the red zone. No turnovers in the red zone. And if you are the Tennessee Titans, that's going to be your main focus right there is trying to get turnovers in the red zone because once they step in t- inside that 20-yard line, Lamar Jackson's rather running it or he's going to find somebody. Um, this leading towards – this is going to be t- – basically this entire game is on the backbone of Lamar Jackson, how he's going to perform. Right, and I and I understand on the other side of the ball. I mean, the Titans are hot, man. Tannehill's playing, having the best season of his career. If you're looking, I mean, he's not a big name, so he's not getting the recognition that the Mahomes, the Lamars, the Bradys, the Rodgers are getting. Uh, not really a household name. Don't know, judging off of his age and where he is in his career, if he ever will be. But if you're looking at it statistically, he is a top five quarterback this year. He's playing out of his mind good. He's thriving in that Vrabel or in that Arthur system down there. And like I already said, you got Derrick Henry who throws grown men on a regular basis. They're a top rushing team in the league. But I really do think that the difference maker in this game is going to be the Ravens defense. Something, I mean, it's really just a staple of Baltimore. They've always had a good defense. They play with attitude. I mean, they kind of, they play to like, I mean, Baltimore is one of those cities. It's got, it's an attitude city. They're like, it's like Detroit, you know, like all Detroit teams for some reason seem to have a great defense. It's the same thing with the Ravens. Every good Ravens team. I mean, Ray Lewis, every good Ravens team has an elite defense and they absolutely do in this one. I just have top top 10, bro. Top 10 defense. I mean, like it, 
it comes down to, well, you're talking about the Ravens defense, which the Ravens defense we've always known as like a staple for the Ravens when they're transitioning, like for the past, I'd say like 10 years, it's always been Ravens defense. Um, but now it gets to a point where it's flip-flopped and the offense is dominant and the defense is kind of shaky, I would say. Uh, right. Compared to the offense, at least, because their defense, they're not horrible. I mean, they are they put up pretty decent numbers. But the Tennessee Titans defense is one of the top in the league. Like I said, top 10. Uh, they're, they were the top team in the AFC with 11 of five records. So, I mean, this is going to be probably the matchup to watch this weekend because you have two teams that are completely balanced and it's going to go shot for shot, basically down the, down the field for each drive. See, that's crazy because this uh, pro football reference has uh, the Titans as a 24th defense. It says points against on ESPN, 27.49. Oh, you're just going against po- – okay. So you're just going against – oh, yeah. This is like total defensive ranking. Like it's got like everything, not just points against. Jeez, 24th. Yeah, they're down to 24. I mean, they are – they do struggle. I mean, here looking at their defensive stats, I mean, they have given up 36 touchdowns, passing touchdowns. They do have 15 take 15 interceptions, but – it's just, I mean, 36 touchdowns, that is a lot. And as we've already stated, the Ravens do have a bit of an issue with the passing game. Uh, it's improved. But I think overall, the uh, the gap between the efficiency of the Ravens offense, especially from a rushing perspective with Lamar and the lack of defense, on Tennessee side, I think is eventually going to decide this game along with the strength of the Baltimore defense. Like I said, absolute animals only, they only allowed 22 passing touchdowns this year, 10 takeaways. And I understand Tennessee can kind of give it to you. However you want it. You want to stop the run or if you want to throw it through the air, but it really doesn't matter. And Baltimore can do it either way. They only given up twelve passing touch or twelve rushing touchdowns, seventeen forty rushing yards on the ground on the season. I mean that is up there with the with teams like the Bucks who have the best rushing defense in the league. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I mean the Bucks at a yards per carry perspective is only three is three point six. Baltimore yeah. is at a four point five could use some work on that but if you're looking at their overall rushing defense it's the second in the league yeah i'd like to see the tennessee titans succeed i mean i like the ravens um i like lamar as a quarterback uh but seeing the titans contend this well and um in the playoffs or in the nfl like to current date is really nice to see because the titans have always been ass like and it's just really crazy how Tampa Hill was able to succeed and on the Tennessee Titans opposed to when he was on the Dolphins. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't, he, I mean, it just looks like it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad on the quarterback now. It's like, mm-hmm. where did you learn how to, you got so good. Like, I mean, it's in, telling you, man, it's that variable system. Not a lot of, uh, you know, Belichick guys hit in the league as a head coach, but Vrabel did for sure. hundred percent. So, I mean, to kind of wrap it up, uh, I think the Ravens 
pass D, or Ravens defense overall is going to be the deciding factor in this game. That's why I'm picking them to win it. Wouldn't be surprised if it went the other way, but I'm going to say, I mean, come on, man. They're getting their bike back. You got to get your bike back. <laughs> How are you going to get to school? Why does, uh, why does Derek Henry remind me of Marshawn Lynch? Like, it just reminds me of Marshawn Lynch for some reason. You know, you know, this is completely off topic, but uh, I just remember the video of Marshawn Lynch stealing the golf cart. At when Cal. He was, yeah, when he was at Cal. And just whipping around the field, dude. Like, that was probably one of the funniest videos I've ever seen. You know and, what's hilarious? Could you imagine? You know he was teammates with Aaron Rodgers there. Yeah. Could you imagine what those yeah. conversations were like? <laughs> Very Who's gonna be MVP first? <laughs> yeah, right. Who's gonna be MVP first. So that really brings us to a close. There's your wild card weekend matchups. We thank you guys for listening. Uh, next episode, we're gonna be coming at you with some NBA talk. We're gonna be doing our uh, kind of our preseason predictions. I know the season already started. It's very early. We're gonna be giving you our predictions like MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Coach of the Year, Rookie of the Year, Most Improved, all that good stuff you know champion east west conference one through eight it's going to be good you guys are going to want to tune into tune in to hear it so we thank you guys for listening and uh we'll catch you next time see you guys later